0: It's a Memorial Day weekend. We're striking a blow for freedom as we salute the men and women who died for this country to make us free. Welcome to Making Your Home Greats, WPTF, on this long Memorial Day holiday weekend. And just to prove to you, it is a holiday weekend because all of our guests are on the phone. So they're going someplace. Ferruzi! He's on his way to the beach, to that fabulous place he has with his family. Look, Ferruzzi, how are you?
1: Good. How are you guys?
0: We're doing great. I'm telling you, you're the king of the Facebook page in my neighborhood. You're all over the place with thumbs up! Good, thank you. Uh, no, I'm not there. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, one of the top architects in America today. Stephen Clip is on the line. Everybody's on the phone today. Everybody's on the phone. What can I tell you? Welcome to it, 919-860-9783. we got about 38 million Americans traveling throughout this uh, country, going 50 miles or more. The airlines are packed. And, uh, Tim, you're in the car, right? Uh, so you're on your way. Well, you're not that far from the beach. Whatever. So you'll be there soon, or if you're not there right now. Anyway, well, yeah. where are you right now? you Are you there?
1: We're heading to the ferry or we're going to Ocracoke, so we've got a once we get to the ferry in four and quarter we've got a half ferry ride. Two half
0: hour ferry. Ride. Wow, I didn't wow. you know I've never I've been to the Outer Banks a lot, but uh, I never took the ferry. All right, Clip, uh, what are you doing this holiday weekend? Kinda cool well, in
2: this wasn't holiday. This was my daughter graduated from her masters program. My final kid's out of school. I'm finally off the hook for all of those tuitions, <laughs> but I'm up in Boston.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. where did she go to school, Steve?
2: <laughs> She's an overachiever. Yeah, we're... Uh, She graduated from Harvard Business School. All
0: right, that's it. Shut the phones down. We're out of here. Who's got time for us? She's She got an MBA from Harvard she clip? She an MBA from Harvard. All right, that's enough now, okay? And... You can relax.
2: Well, I can relax, but, you know, it's a little bit scary. They're, le- they're releasing all of these baby MBAs on the world. And part of me says, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Well, like uh, Fruzzi just said, congratulations. My father's great. Yeah, I mean.
2: Uh, in general.
0: Well, I mean, you know, and Fruzzi said congratulations, and I uh, second that, uh MBA from Harvard, that's, a, that's quite an achievement. All right, guys, we've got, uh, well, it's kind of the official, unofficial start of summer. And there's going to be a ton of uh, stuff that Clip's going to be signing and a ton of stuff that Tim is going to be fixing, working on, and added. I have a question, okay, and this is an interesting one. It has to do with asbestos siding. Um, uh, does it have to be removed or is it, uh, somebody says that the, that if it's, if everything's in place, don't bother with it. Feruzi what do you do? And then clip on to get your two cents on asbestos also.
1: Yeah. Um, that stuff will last a long time. I think the forecasts are 200, to 600 years, uh, as far as time. frame. now, of course they get shattered here and there. and They've got a concrete version, a fiber concrete version that you could buy that, matches that stuff that you can put in places where the other ones may have come out. But you got to be real careful. Uh, you're supposed to be certified to do that stuff. A lot of times, uh, if you want to change your siding, you can just encapsulate it with a vinyl product or something of the sort where you just uh, go right over it, maybe wrap it in a house wrap or synthetic underlayment in insulation and go over it with another product.
0: Now, Stephen, I mean, I'm stupid because I'm not in the business. You, nobody uses that anymore. You can't use this. Oh but, no,
2: okay. no. This was a product during the 1950s okay. that was really, I mean, it made a lot of sense. The asbestos is just a binder agent. So the same way now we have we use fiberglass to bind the concrete. So it's basically a concrete uh, panel. In fact, today you hear fiber cement panel.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, the fiber we use today is fiberglass. The fiber they used in the 1950s was asbestos.
0: Well, you know, I I lived, I'm sure the house that we lived in when I was a kid had asbestos. I know a radio station I worked at was an old house in downtown Detroit.
2: They are finding that, except for the people who actually work with it, these are the people who mine it, Mm -hmm. the people who use it in manufacturing. Or, to a lesser extent, the people who are actually the contractors taking it out. Aside from those people, they can't document anybody who any problems with it.
0: Well, that's interesting because at radio stations, several people died. And, I, you know, in my office, uh, was I was a morning guy, was down in the basement, I think, surrounded by the asbestos. Maybe I, that's why I'm nuts today. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Join the conversation. It's a holiday weekend. We understand that. Uh, i got a lot of questions here. People are emailing me. We do have a website, too, by the way. Stephen Clipp, the architect, is on with us. Tim Ferruzzi from HandyHelpers.com, along with... Uh, Highland Roofing, and a million other things. I got a drywall nail pops occur when lumber shrinks and exposed to the shank of a, I don't know, this guy's nail or screw. So how do you fix uh, drywall nail pops, Beruzi?
1: Well, um, typically you want to pull those particular ones out and just go back with a screw and retape and mud it, and that usually solves the problem. You got to make sure that you've, you know, what's, what's causing that? Was it a labor issue or was it... Uh, uh, temperature differentiation between the inside and the outside. So you need to try to make sure that you solve the problem. But typically screws uh, don't have that
2: issue like the nails do.
0: So and do so they use... I hope
2: that anything done today is done with screws, not okay. with nails. All right. If you've got somebody shows up and they're putting it in with nails... You know you've got the wrong person doing the
0: job. <laughs> I, that's what I was going to ask, Stephen and Tim. I said, I mean, do they use nails or do they use screws or what? Uh, what's going on? I, you know, I don't understand why screws wasn't used a long time ago. Everybody knows, a, even I know that. I mean, 919-860-9783. It's making your home great every Saturday at 2 o'clock here on WPTF. All right, I got one for you, Faruza. Are you ready for this one? What basement, or and I want to ask you guys, both of you here after this question. Well, after the first break coming up here, I want to talk to Tim about what what was interesting with his uh, world last week, and same with you, uh, Stephen. Clip a number of, uh, you know, here's an, this this guy, uh, in we were talking on our website making your home great, and this was exactly what Feruzzi has said and Clip has said every time. The guy, wet basement or crawl space. And the first thing that uh, people ask is, uh, where's the water coming from? And what's the first thing you got to think about, Tim? Gutters!
1: Well, I always start out with uh, the roof and gutters and the, uh, the drainage on the land. Those are your first key issues. The
2: drainage on the land. And I had one person up in Virginia who consulted with me, and the water, she was downhill. All the water was running downhill right into the side of her house. Oh, man. So of course that works its way into her basement. Yep.
0: So how do you, I mean, what do you? What did you do uh, since she, uh, you advised her, a Clip, what did you tell her to do?
2: Well, before she spent any money and she had gotten people out there to give her a price to waterproof the basement and dig it all up, and I said, just get a bulldozer and create a ditch. Uh, 20 feet out from the house. A moat! That catches, well, all the water coming downhill towards the house, it will catch it and move it around either side of the house. Uh So she did that, and that cost her maybe $1,000, and saved her tent and discovered she didn't need to waterproof the basement.
0: Well, It was gone. Yeah, so water from a downspout is puddling around the foundation. Uh, That happens too, right, Tim?
1: Yeah, you want to try to get those downspouts extended out with piping uh, to the lower point in the yard. We typically go with a Schedule 40 PVC piping just to, and you can use the corrugated, the black stuff, but long term, your better choice is a Schedule 40 PVC or a a foam core product. Right. Row
2: the router cannot, when that pipes always get plugged up. And you can't take one of these router router systems mm-hmm. and go into a corrugated pipe.
0: Gotcha, Stephen Clip, the architect from Chapel Hills, on the line. He uh, watched his daughter receive an MBA from Harvard. Well, what can I tell you? Tim Ferruzzi's got an MBA, but it's not from Harvard, but doesn't matter. He's still got one. And he owns HandyHelpers.com, Highland Roofing, and assorted other businesses. When we get back, we're going to see some of the things that Tim looked at, some of the jobs he's working on from last week. Same with Stephen Klepp, who was on his uh, agenda last week. We'll find out from the experts. This is Making Your Home (laughs) Greats. Radio 680 WPTF. We're making your home great. We're doing it. It's a Memorial Day holiday weekend, a big one. 38 million Americans are traveling all around, getting stuck at the airport for three hours during the... uh, Going through security. What a pain in the keister that is. Stephen Clips on the line. Uh, Steve, you flew to Boston, right? Did you get held up at the airport, or did you drive?
2: Not at all. RDU was perfect. So? I flew out Wednesday. Oh, okay. So I flew out Wednesday, and it took me seven minutes to get through security.
0: Wow, that's incredible, because uh, I do national news around America, and they're You know, they're telling uh, my newscast when I was doing them. uh, You know, you got to get there early. Tim Ferruzzi's driving. He's getting catching the ferry. Tim, before you hop on the ferry, what were some of the things that uh, you uh, saw last week, and some interesting things, and what uh, what was accomplished?
1: Well, you know, it's a little bit of a slower week just because people are gearing up for the holidays, but we still looked at uh, thirty projects, maybe forty projects, uh, ranging from.
0: That's a slow week, 30 or 40 projects. Okay, I'm, I wrote that down. I wrote that down.
1: Yeah, looking at 30 projects is fairly slow. I mean, it's it's moderate, but it's it's not high.
0: I understand. Um,
1: we uh, looked at some punch lists. Lots of people had punch lists around the house. Uh, obviously, gutters, roof repairs, roofing jobs. Lots of those coming in from the uh, storm we had at Cary. Back in early May, we had all that hail come through there. Um drywall work, bathroom remodels, uh, you name it, we've looked Did at it. Did you
2: actually find roof damage from the hail?
1: Yeah, actually, you know, I kind of questioned it because I was stuck in that storm and uh, it tinged my car for a good bit and uh, had a lady call me a couple days later and I was questioning whether there was really damage because it wasn't quite as bad as what I saw in Zebulon back last April going through that part of the uh, triangle. But um, a woman that just painted her house, and uh, I questioned whether she had damage, and uh, she showed me the side of her house, and and all the hail just basically dinged all the siding on the one side and knocked off the
0: Yeah, because there was a car dealer, I think, up uh, Durham area that had a bunch of dings on cars, so he he kind of knocked the price down.
1: Yeah, it was quite a bit. It was 14,000 homes affected by that uh, hail storm in Cary.
0: You know, uh, I don't know if that's covered by insurance. Is that covered by homeowners? Clip, you is, is-
2: well, it, it is, but homeowners insurance is a very tricky thing. Uh, the nickname I've heard for it is one and done, hmm. meaning, meaning that you have to be real careful about when you call in the insurance company to make a claim mm-hmm. because you get one shot, one claim, and then the next time you go to renew your homeowner's insurance, you find you can't get it.
0: Well, Tim, do you work with insurance companies on that? Or are they, do yeah. you bill them? Yeah. It,
1: it, typically, I tell people if it's less than a $5,000 claim, it's not worth pursuing. Right. Most people understand that. And I think, it is one, I think it's two claims, actually, Steve. Maybe one now, but I think two claims. And then okay. after two claims, they really start looking at you sideways.
2: Well, and, I think, uh, and I think the smaller the claim, the faster they are to look at you sideways.
0: Yeah, I it mean, it's uh, like getting a speeding if ticket. You're to,
2: if you're going to, uh, you know, request a claim for a fifteen hundred dollar item, then you're that sort of customer, <laughs> and. <laughs>
0: Insurance companies. I mean, I think uh, they're all going to the same place. <laughs> they're they're going downhill. I mean, it's like you get they a, are, you, get a are, t- you, you get a you get a ticket, and him. you know you're a criminal. I mean, OJ got luckier than uh, people that get tickets nowadays. I mean, it's inc- it's incredible, man. I mean, uh, the way they treat you. But all right, we'll move on from that.
2: They are, but you have to understand how companies do business. And if you, the more you understand how they do business, the more you can make it work for you.
0: I like that. When's this class? We're going to have a class. Why don't we <laughs> hey, come on? That's I'll come. The MBA is that's right. Let's start the class. I'm showing up. Clip the architect from Chapel Hill on the line. Tim the Rock for Rosie. Andyhelpers.com, Highland Roofing. You name it. They're doing it. all right. Steve, your turn. Anything interesting last uh, couple of weeks?
2: Well, the, the yeah, really neat thing was I had a, a custom contractor who's built you know dozens, if not a hundred custom homes and he's now doing his own house so he and his wife worked out a plan that they liked and and then they came to me and said here's what we like and you know the rooms and the the look and all and I basically took that and brainstormed both from okay here's your thinking how can I push and shove and modify that to make it the best it can be But then I took the same house, and I said, I'm starting from scratch. How can I make it the best house it can be, knowing all of the principles that I've spent 30 years learning about how to do a great house? Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, this is just the sort of person you would think, oh, they know everything about a house, so what do they need an architect for? But the house I could show them is so much better than uh, the one that you know, they, they came to me because I understood things like, on this scale of house, first of all, when you walk in the front door, it has to look impressive. And not you, but the person buying it from you. This is when the house is really judged, when it really goes head-to-head in the market, is on resale. And so when you walk in the front door, they have to say, "Wow, yeah, this house is better than the other one."
0: Well, you're right about that. When you walk into a home and you open you and you look around, and go, "Wow," or you say, "Hmm," huh, huh. eh. you know. I mean, I you know, I walked into Henry Ford II's house in uh gross point michigan i grew up in that area and long story short my dad was in the wholesale meat business yada, 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 had to make delivery to uh, henry ford's house so you know, oh, i went mean, oh of course it's a state but uh you get that wow factor when you open up that door tim do people come to you too and say i mean i don't think a lot of people think about that with just your average home do they tim uh they
1: uh they think um while they're living there they're just trying to keep Keep it up most of the time, and, and obviously, if they want to do renovation, that may be uh, something in their mind. There's, a lot of times, I have to remind people that you know they've got to do things right outside. You know, like they're going to sell the house, and there's mm. some real obvious things that you walk up to at the front door that, uh, um, you know, that show that, that need, need attention, and they don't even the, pay the the look beat up they and, there. and worn. And yeah, that's yeah. the first
2: yeah. impression.
0: I learned something from uh, from you guys. And, Stephen, uh, you always used to say, you know, uh, when you look out the windows, what do you see? And, boy, I'll tell you what, I thought about that. Because, you know, when you look out any of the windows, what are you seeing? And that certainly is important.
2: Well, yep. one of the services that I do is when people are thinking about selling their home, is I meet with them and tell them the thing, the cost-effective things they can do. To present their home better, and some of them, it's even before you get to any sort of construction, it's looking out the window. What is the best view you have, and how can you enhance that view?
0: I mean, that is really so important. It's making it your home great. Stephen Clip on the line. Tim Ferruzzi it nine seven eight three. It is a Memorial Day holiday. Speaking of windows. Uh, My windows suffer from this, but I understand in some cases it's not that big of a deal. It just depends. And the question, gentlemen, is what causes sweaty windows? We'll start with you, Tim.
1: Well, um, you know, it could be the room. Maybe you have a lack of ventilation in that particular room. It's condensation like you would have with a glass. Say you're outside in the summer and you've got a cold glass of lemonade. So very similar process, the reverse of it. It's cooler in your house, hot outside. So maybe you've got some excess moisture in that room, lack of ventilation, uh, it could be bad window seals. Uh, you know, they require when you're selling your house to have all these uh, thermals are replaced if they're broken, uh, which is an insulating issue. So the energy codes have really gotten strict. And uh, so that's my take on what the issues are.
0: Stephen, what about that? Because you design a lot of homes. What kind of windows are you putting in?
2: Sweaty. Well, any window you put in today meets this very stringent building code. So any window you put in is going to be better than the window you would have put in 10 years ago and phenomenally better than the one you would have put in 30 years ago. So a new window shouldn't have a problem. The one situation that happens if, if there's a rapid temperature change. And even with the best windows today, if the outside jumps up, I'm, I'm trying to think of the situation, but basically it's the temperature difference between the inside and the outside and the moisture content in the air inside. Mm-hmm. So if the moist, if the air uh, is warm and filled with moisture, and it hits a window that is 20 degrees cooler, then it condensates on the window. The same way when you take a glass and you fill it with ice in a drink, mm-hmm. there's moisture on the outside of the glass. That is because of the heat transfer through the glass is causing the, the moisture that's in the air to condense on the face of the glass.
0: Well, a little bit of sweating is kind of normal, right, guys, Tim?
1: It is, it is. And uh, I often go into these bathrooms that I see that aren't ventilated very well. Um, They're not. Oh, it happens a lot, yes, when you've got
2: somebody taking a steamy bath. (laughs) Yeah, you'll see a lot of rotten windows in the bath (laughs) area,
0: typically. All right, Tim Ferruzzi, handyhelpers.com, on the road to the island. Stephen Clip in Boston, watching his daughter get that MBA from Harvard. Must be nice, but we need you, 919-860-9783. It's a holiday. It's the official, unofficial start of summer, and a lot of you folks will be doing some stuff to your homes, cabins, beach houses, you name it. You might want something designed. You want something fixed? Good time to call right now and ask the experts the questions. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. We're making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Stand up, strike a blow for freedom in America. It's Memorial Day weekend. Now, what was Memorial Day originally called? We'll go to the guy that's got a daughter with an MBA from Harvard. What do you used to call Memorial Day, Stephen? I have no idea. Oh, come on! Ferruzzi, you know. You got a master's. You know, and I—I uh, I don't know, but my
1: dad was in the military. My grandfather was in the military. Brother, uncle, and I don't know that one.
0: Decoration Day. Decoration Day, I think so. Decoration Day. In fact, it only became Memorial Day, I believe, uh, officially. Um, I think it was. I got to look this up, Anthony. Look it up. I think it was in the seventies. And it was Decoration Day, and it uh, it was with the Civil War. Would go out and decorate the graves of the fallen soldiers, and then other veterans groups. You know, as the years went on, World War One, Spanish War, said, "Hey, uh, let's uh, let's call it something." And they came up with Memorial Day, originally called Decoration Day. Tim, I just got to ask you one question off the off the home improvement stuff. I think don't we have some uh, weather coming? Uh, a bunch of rain coming in tomorrow and Monday. Just. Coming in, we got yeah, a South Carolina yeah. tropical storm in South Carolina heading this way.
1: Yep, yep. It's a tropical storm. We're going to be a lot of rain the next three or four days. Hopefully in the Outer Banks or in the Overcook where I'm going to be. I don't want to be right on the outskirts of it. getting some of it, but not the brunt of it.
0: Okay, because so, uh, uh, we're going to have some wet basements and crawl spaces. And uh, the question... Leaks for gutter issues, yep. And so what are we going to do here? Uh, and uh, that's where the gutter comes in, where you've got west base, uh, wet basements or crawl spaces. The first thing you got to look at is the gutters?
1: Gutters and uh, how they're drained, and are they capable of handling the amount of water coming off your roof? A lot of times, uh, you know, these gutters are undersized. They're supposed to be 6-inch and they're 5-inch gutters. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what do you, when Stephen, uh, you know, since uh, Tim's gotten in the gutter business, we're learning a lot about gutters, and he's always talking about the six sixes. What, when you design something, I mean, do you automatically go with the bigger gutters, Steve? It depends
2: on the size of the roof. You get some houses with enormous roofs now and, you know, 4,000 square feet of roof. So if a whole lot of that comes down in one spot, you need, need a big gutter handle it, you need a big downspout.
0: Gotcha. Because I'm learning that uh a lot of problems and people don't know this until you listen to a show like ours, making your own great, on WPTF, where you learn that you know, most people just take gutters for granted. That's a gutter. So what? But gutters can solve a lot of problems. It's like
2: they they can. There there was a time a couple of decades ago where I actually believed the best house Didn't have any gutters, but it had a big overhang, and when the water hit the ground, it was carried away from the house.
0: Well, Feruzzi's talked about that, right, Tim?
2: That works, too, Uh, but the thing is, you have to make sure you've got a big overhang, and when the water hits the
1: ground, it goes away.
0: Well, Tim has been bragging about that. Go ahead, Tim, about those overhangs you've been talking ideally, about.
1: Ideally, you know, these houses that you see that were built in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, they had large overhangs, three-foot overhangs. Sure, the carry style, cutters, definitely. And they had yeah. awnings. So those, those houses actually had very few problems.
0: Well, why don't we see – here's my question. I don't want to take you out of the gutter business or anything like that, but – I don't understand, is it all cost nowadays? I mean, if you build a house, no matter big or small, if you have a large overhang, is that so much more money?
2: No, it's style. There's Uh, very little cost to overhangs. All right. But, for instance, the contemporary style home has little to no overhang. And when you build a contemporary home with no overhangs, it's guaranteed you're going to be calling Tim (laughs) in 10 or 15 years
0: i understand it
2: just is a given so i believe that you go the other way which is the prairie style home or i really think the true north carolina style home conceptually you put a big hat or a big umbrella over the house
0: oh wait a minute you got to go back here i'm trying to learn on this program so of our listeners what is a prairie style home
2: Well, Prairie Style was basically started by Frank Lloyd Wright, and it's a Midwest country style combined with uh, Japanese overtones and influences. But basically, it's a long, low house that really works with the land and has these big overhangs. Gotcha. So the, the walls of the house are shaded, so they stay cool. And they have these big overhangs, so the water is carried away from the house.
0: Got gotcha. you,
1: and, and that works houses. super in in North Carolina. Go ahead, Tim. I've seen some of those houses, Steve. You're talking about that also have very low pitches, like oh, usually pitches, usually they pitches. have very yeah. low pitch. Yes, yeah. beautiful beautiful home, but you've got to make sure you do the roof correctly. Oh, and some of the older homes have <laughs> absolutely the, the old built-up roof with the. Uh, with the aggregate on top, you know, Mm -hmm. on a flat roof. And a lot of people have gotten away from that, but that really is a nice look. Except uh, for
2: in the contemporary. And like I say, they're doing the contemporary with no overhangs or flat roofs. It's like, you know, you're going to have problems.
1: Oh yeah. You know, know, they built a lot of houses like that in the eighties. These, uh, homes that were built out of T 111 11. I forgot what you call those houses. They were building tons of them in the eighties. And, uh, just the whole neighborhoods, all kinds of exterior damage, no overhangs and uh, lots of exterior wood.
2: Or the other one we find is the traditional home where they use the uh, composite board siding or the the pressed board siding and no overhangs or or very small, (laughs) less than one-foot overhangs, and especially on the south face. Those houses just get beat up.
1: And, you know, Stephen, I was just looking at a house this week. A fellow is having us do his job. They're still putting out products like that. I'm always trying to gear people towards the hardy plank fiber cement material as well as either vinyl, solid vinyl products. They're putting out brand-new houses right now with uh, compressed sawdust glued together with a melamine finish on it, at skirting, mm-hmm. right, you know, two feet off the, the ground level of the hole. Uh, and it doesn't make and any
2: sense because the fiber cement is inexpensive.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And well, See, I don't understand why people don't make sense in this business, you know. You guys tell me all this stuff, and then all of a sudden they don't make sense, and you guys are saying, we don't understand.
1: If now, you're a spec builder. Thicker like this, though, that the skirting that I looked at was more of a one-by-eight, you're going to pay yeah. for that in the hardy material, but it's pay me now or pay me a whole lot later.
0: All right, hold that thought. Tim you. Ferruzzi, Handy Helper. Stephen Clip, architect from Chapel Hill. Lines are open, 919-860-9783. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the experts in your calls. Making your home great! Strike a blow for freedom. It's a Memorial Day holiday. You know, you know what? I was just thinking, guys. It's the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500. On Sunday, all of a sudden NASCAR kind of overtook that, but the 100th running of the Indy 500, I don't know, it's just called open wheel. Do you guys have any interest in that, just as a sidebar question? Nope, guess not. No. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I just—I uh, was just doing my news, and going the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500. Okay, that's great. 919-860-9783. It's big in Indianapolis, I'll tell you that. Got a and question. I didn't a- watch the Kentucky Derby either. You don't watch the Kentucky Derby? I do do that. I do do that. I don't know why, but I just do because last. I mean, it's a two-hour show and a two-minute race, right? Ferruzi? we lost Ferruzi. Did we lose him? Okay, maybe he hit the. Uh, he might have hit the ferry. I don't know. Sagging floors, sagging or sloping floors. Clip. What causes it? What's the problem?
2: Uh, almost totally, if something under the structure under the floor isn't working.
0: So you're so talking about either, bad beams or support or what?
2: Well, no, the, the beams are going to be just fine. So the girders and the joists are just fine unless you have termites or uh, rot get to them. And that's possible. More likely is that the ground underneath your footings has shifted. Gotcha. And so you've got... If the ground shifts and that footing drops two inches, everything above it is going to drop two inches as well.
0: Tim, we're talking about sloping or sagging floors. Uh, the ground shifting, do we, is this a, because there's sand more out east where you're at, uh, heading out to the coast there. I mean, that's probably not a good thing to build foundations on, is it, Tim?
1: Well, I think that uh, as long as you do, you know, I see this everywhere. I think generally speaking, footings are not uh, large enough. I-, I think the specs for footings just aren't big enough. I think we could increase footings by 30% and not really spend that much more money in the construction. Well, original they are. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to be evaluating
2: the soil that the footing goes on.
1: And, and there
2: is soil, yeah. the, the not the ideal, but a mid-range soil the footings are the right size for. But you'll get situations, part of Chapel Hill sits on clay, clay bottom land, and you've got to increase the size and depth of all those footings because clay, when it dries out, it contracts and the land drops. When it fills with water, it swells
1: and it pushes the footings up.
0: Well, Tim says you're not seeing that, right, Tim?
1: I uh, you know I see a lot of uh, issues with uh, footings and uh, the slope of the land and overbuilding and developing and pulling out trees and lack of gutters and drainage issues. It all ties together, and I think if if it just in general in the building business, if footings could be larger, just they would save people so many problems. There's mm-hmm. obviously other considerations, but I, I just feel that footers in general. Uh, you know, it starts with what you build on as foundation.
0: That's neat. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Are you getting close to the ferry there, uh, Tim?
1: Yeah, I'm about 10 miles from it. I'm
0: there a- yeah, you're going to have to uh, split. Uh, are you staying in a condo there or something, a house, or what are you guys going to be uh, hanging out in? Well, uh, a bunch of
1: my friends are at the campground, but I decided to rent the hotel for a couple days.
0: That's the best camping you can get there, Ferozy. I'm camping <laughs> you with you. Camp, I'm camping really? with Ferozy from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, as my father said. We're going to camp. It better, be, better be a four-star because... You know, Dad camped in Okinawa and Guadalcanal up to his neck in mud. He said, I'll never go camping again. Tim, have a nice, safe holiday. Uh, Be safe. Get to the ferry. Take care. We'll talk to you soon right here. Tim Peruzzi, HandyHelpers.com, Highland Roofing, Gutters, you name it. Ferruzzi does it all. Be safe, Tim. Get to the uh, ferry and have a good time. Have a good holiday, everybody. You too, man. You're the best. Thank you, Tim Faruzi. Stephen Klipp is on the line. He also is on the phone in Boston, Massachusetts. Get some lobster, uh, Stephen. You guys go out for I've a big meal? lobster
2: twice so far.
0: Absolutely. You're in Boston. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Although... Actually, Maine is really the lobster place.
0: Yeah, but you're close enough. You're good I'm Italian restaurants enough. in Boston. I'm an Italian guy. Mm-hmm. You got some great, uh, great food there. And uh, now, when are you flying back into uh, into the area?
2: Oh, Tuesday.
0: Boy, you've been there a whole week
2: people working on my house. I've been here most of a week. I have people working on my house. We realized I was missing one space to the house. Really? Is my office.
0: Well, you got to have that. I mean, you got to get all these calls Sorry. from people listening to the program. Want right. to get a hold of Stephen Clipp. And how do they do that, Stephen? If they want to get a hold of you, whether uh, you want them to come in and take a look at a home that they possibly may be buying or one they may be selling or they want to do some architectural work, how do they get a hold of you, Stephen Clipp?
2: The, the easiest way is you just Google Stephen Clipp, C-L-I-P-P, and I'm the only one in the country. <laughs> so,
0: you're the only Stephen Clip in the country?
2: Well, I'm the only one who spells his name with a V. There's one other, my son, who spells his name with a PH.
0: Gotcha. All right.
2: Clip, Clip is the is the only one and that's the easiest way. You can call me at 919-929-7838.
0: All right, that's uh, the architect Stephen Clip, located in Chapel Hill. Yeah, and, uh,
2: and uh, I do a whole lot of these consults where you're trying to figure out what to do with your home or you're looking at a home to buy. And I'll tell you, there's some homes where it's, well, everything looks good on the surface, but I've told people to run away. Uh, clip says run run fast get out of there
0: there you have it homes
2: where it's as tim fruzy said yeah it's their under their underlying problems that are going to be very expensive to fix
0: yeah and you know what folks we've been doing this show long enough with steve and of course tim fruzy handy helpers Call us before you do anything stupid, okay at least get the experts to give you an idea of uh, what you should or shouldn't do. We have all you folks call after the fact I just uh, spent 30,000 uh, and then they tell you, well, you're going to spend another 40 to fix the 30 so uh, the best thing to do is give us a call here. or there was
2: a $10,000 solution:
0: Yeah or yeah, more or less. They Stephen Klepp, the architect from...
2: background, ch- so yep. I'm going to find the least expensive best solution.
0: All right, what's for dinner tonight? Uh, Lobster, steak, or Italian?
2: Uh, It's probably going to be lobster or fish.
0: Golly, you're killing me with this lobster. I love it, man. (laughs) I mean, I love the oysters, too. I love the shrimp. Give me all that seafood, you know? I'm on a seafood diet. You know what I mean? I see food and I eat it. That's my diet. (laughs) Stephen, we're going to take off. Uh, we want you to be safe. Have a good time at Boston. We'll see you back when you get into town. And Thank be back you, with man. us here on Making Your Home Great. The one, the only, Stephen Clip. Thank you, Stephen. Be safe in Boston, Mass. Take it easy. Thank
2: hey, you. And hit, now for some beer.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to have some beer. You should hit a game at Fenway. Are they in town? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard ticket to get, I know. All right, yeah. thanks, Stephen. We'll let you go. Thank you. All right, Megan, you're home great. WPTF Radio, Stephen Clip, Tim Ferruzzi. Big Memorial Day holiday weekend, and uh, you know a lot of people are out of town. You can put your mic a little bit closer. we have a lovely uh, uh, lady in the studio here, and uh, she's going to be joining us from uh, – from White Street, one the only Mike Cook is in the house also. And uh, we're going to be talking craft beer coming up here. I mean, it's a big weekend. Uh, cook, are, are you barbecuing or what are you doing? Aren't yes, you smoking something? I am smoking something. What? <laughs> well, aside from that, that's illegal in this state. What are you? Uh, what kind of uh, ribs or what are you doing? We have a pork loin and we also have grouper on the grill. Grouper? Grouper. I'm going to grill grouper with a, a brunette sauce. I think this guy, he just kills me. You know what I mean? He's always. Kind of, how are you? Why don't you put your headsets on there? I'm good. I'm great. We have a very attractive uh, young lady in here from uh, White Street Brewing, Thanks. and she actually showed up with a beer. You know? Yes, she did. Thank she did. you. You're very welcome. I'm happy <laughs> to bring awesome. it to you. I mean, it took you to do it because we've been yelling. So we started with the owner and then three other people and finally got to you. <laughs> I heard. I, I got the message.
2: <laughs> no, it's, a,
0: it's about time. we got Crap Brew Radio coming up here at 3 o'clock. We're going to just chat a little bit uh, before we uh, get to, to the show. It's a This is a big beer drinking weekend, isn't it? It is, it, yes, is. it is. Yes, it is. Craft beer is huge, isn't it? How long have you been with uh, White Street? I've been with White Street two and a half years now. What were you doing before that? Uh, before this, I have uh, sold all kinds of consumer packaged goods, but I started out in the tobacco industry. Selling cigarettes. I did. So one day, one day it'll be firearms, and I'll then she I'll move does. on to the <laughs> ATF surface-to-air missiles. Yes, right. She <laughs> has them available in the trunk of her car. Yes, right. You wanted me to go. All right, we're going. Let's, coming up, Craft Brew Radio. Hold on.